on this is Sarah G and it is Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. There is so much to be covered. I mean, what isn't? But I think I'm going to start with Monday Mood. Just, you know, honestly, I've run like out of ideas for a lot of things. And then I think back to just you know, maybe not overanalyzing and again, taking back a moment to really just say again, it's kind of the same people as before, because right now we are in this cycle, which is what like the universe kind of needs as a wake up call. But we are in a cycle of so much to talk about between Iran and Puerto Rico and, you know, Armenia, Ukraine. There's so much to do and there's so many people that you can't get everyone's name out there. And I just wanted to say that we should just continue to more pull together and figure out where to go from there. That being said, Bianca Gralau. Gralau, I think, or Gralau. Uh, she is a Puerto Rican journalist, like I've mentioned before in the past, and she is phenomenal in getting information out, etc. So I really just wanted to touch on her for a little bit and just explain that you should go and follow her. Also, she's huge animal rights activist, especially with what's gone on in Puerto Rico. And it's just um, very interesting. And yes, I butcher this with my American accent sometimes, and that's okay, too. We're all just humans trying here in this world. Another thing that really bothers me, though, is currently global warming. I'm not trying to get too political here, but we got to talk about global warming and all this stuff. And it's more than just, look... I just wanted to emphasize this again as someone who really can't eat a lot of things. I can't have soy or gluten, especially with my autoimmune problems. And I feel bad because I do want to eat more um, plant-based or vegan-based. And it's something that just has been heavy on my mind lately because not just whatever, but anytime I try to look for more opportunities to be eco-friendly, that's the first thing that pops up. And I just kind of wish that they would make some of this eco-friendly driving easier, etc. And yes, they can give you simple tasks, but I've just been finding it harder and harder no matter what I'm doing. Yes, I turn off the lights. Yes, I recycle. And people are like, there's always more to do. It's just really, really frustrating, at least in my mind. Or do you want um, renewable energy? Like even now they're starting to do that with sustainable farming, which is good. But it just, I start to wonder because it's like not a lot of the stuff is as accessible as it seems. And I just wish that, you know, it could, but that's just the never-ending cycle. And dietitians, like I said, I follow on TikTok, have talked about this. So I just want to say be mindful more in the future whenever you're having these conversations. Because some people, it's taken me to test my privilege too, but also just know that. Like, I'm not someone trying to judge you for your 
eating habit, whatever. That's not, yeah, we don't do that here. I just wanted to clarify once and for all to everyone kind of where I was going with this statement because I personally believe in and after eating a lot more, you know, as the season gets colder, I find myself kind of wanting more beef and I don't know if there's a correlation between that too. So it's just that there's a lot of things heavy on my mind right now with that. So it's not good nor bad. It's just how my brain is working. And I just thought that I'd consider telling all of you out there that. Moving on from that, I will say that I've been really into the chocolate chowd, chocolate chowd chantilly. I know I butchered that as well. Me trying to learn French is the, the weirdest experience ever. And I always joke, oh, I could have had my great-grandma speak it to me. Eh, she spoke mostly Luxembourgish, and even then, who knows what she spoke. But I'm from countries that mostly spoke it in the beginning, but it was probably a different dialect. But that's just neither here nor there. But I find myself laughing because I constantly have been buying chocolate from the actual region that my family was from. And I know that it's kind of like, what's the point of that? I don't really know truthfully how much more to say except for it's just kind of interesting I'm on this whole connection route I did watch a documentary on Napoleon for anybody that has been listening to my whole saga on that that's been very very interesting um very whatever again they don't mention any of his army people like or his former bodyguards all that stuff so I have a bone to pick about that But I think through, like, all the things that, you know, the reasons that I can, you know, eat dairy is because of where my family's from. But yet it's funny because, again, I can't have soy or gluten because of where my family's from. Thank you, Irish famine. And I make a bunch of jokes about this or being Irish Catholic, but I wanted to touch on something quick just because I've seen a lot of creators talking about this a lot, especially from the Swana region and or Arab, depending on what you call it. But I wanted to be a little more inclusive and in trying to, you know, figure out the best way to go about this conversation. But it kind of goes into a lot of things. But just remember, if you ever have an issue with, you know, yes, we seem to be at a day and age, which even I've caught myself, you know, making fun of the over, you know, religious white Christian especially male and I totally get that like and I think this is what a lot of creators kind of agree with however we have to remember that religion started in the Swanum Arab Middle Eastern region okay and a lot of them still to this day especially with what's going on feel like we need to have that conversation just because we have whitewashed so much of it, and I agree completely. So even though I might not be the fullest believer in a lot of that stuff, I do believe in respect, and I do believe in separating church and state in a lot of ways, which can be going on in 
variety of countries for a variety of reasons. And I just want more people to, as I'm using my platform, listen to these people's voices, especially the ones in the Swana region. And for anyone who's curious, who doesn't know what Swana stands for, it is um, North African, Southwest Asia, and North Africa. So those, and that is a place, the region where it all started, especially for Abrahamic religions. And I will just say this, even though it's not really my identity, but I was raised Catholic, as I've joked here and there. And I do want to say that I have learned enough to know that that's where it started. And that, yes, I will give them everyone that for sure ours has been Eurocentrified from what it would have looked like. And you can see a lot of people talking about that. Bernadette is a good um, example of this. She is Palestine and Irish. She is a Celtic Arab. If you do not follow her on TikTok, go and do. Because she very much explains this in a very good light. And how she even explains it for both sides, etc. So I just want to create that mindfulness and Yaniga, who I mentioned last week, who's raised in interfaith, but is Iranian. She, I think, though, is more, she she talks a little more past about her Christianity identity. Laura Etel is another one who is um, from Lebanon. Her family is. So just some good people that can, you know, bring insight that I can't and just bring more of a common knowledge that if you didn't know and just better education. Now I did have to take tests on like the old Testament and everything was in the, at least I did get that far for knowing. So that part, I would say as much as I hated private school and some other things, they did a good job there. And I always have to, unfortunately though, it's one of those now it's been I mean, fortunately, it's been programmed into my mind that it started there. But I'm saying, unfortunately, like you corrected yourself so many times along the way to get there to now where you can just easily say it. So it's just that constantly ping pong match. And I know it was kind of a sensitive subject, but see, as an elder Gen Z -er, or Gen Z in general, and we got to watch again, like it's not... Like we like nothing's off limits, but we gotta find that delicate balance on how we want to convey things, and that's why I wanted to spend time to hold some space for that again this week. And yeah, so go follow them, listen to the conversations they're having, and understand more, because that's the only way that we're all gonna learn. Hopefully I can get someone on here and we can interview and talk about the different things. There is other podcasts out there as well that you can learn from. Um, yeah, so go on. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, just now as I'm changing gears into Disney, as anyone knows, I have been watching a lot of the old stuff that I grew up on. Hocus Pocus, honestly, when I was younger, here's the problem. I always 
had with it was just that they were after little kids. It was kind of freaky. And then as an adult, I rewatched it. And obviously the humor's there. It's hilarious. All that fun stuff. But again, there there is moments where people could see where I didn't. But my parents were always laughing because, again, I loved wizards. But again, just given that the knowledge of Hocus Pocus was they were after mostly little girls. I'm sorry. I've mentioned this multiple times, but most of those films, anything that had to do with like the kidnapping and such waiting for to be rescued, all that, that was not my jam or anything super freaky. And I mean, that's most, I mean, that's a lot of kids that get scared of things. I get it. But I just wanted to acknowledge that for reasons. I mean, I really hated the first Halloween Town. Kind of the second. The third was, I don't know why Halloween Town 5, or Halloween Town High was my favorite. I don't know why, but it was, I find it the least scary of the first three. And then everyone knows how you feel about the fourth one, even though Sarah Paxton isn't, it's not really Sarah Paxton like that we're hating. It's just the ca- whole recasting and Kimberly J. Brown has mentioned this, but it, you know, on TikTok, but you know, it's still, it's just, it is what it is. Younger millennials and elder Gen Z just, they just have an issue. And I was teary eyed when I saw her. So nothing against Sarah. But everything just against Disney for that unfortunate reason. I mean, I still get scared of the ghost of 613. I mean, everyone knows that where Esteban becomes that ghost for a few minutes in a prankish way. But it's all good. But yeah, as I describe it, I'm definitely going to watch Hocus Pocus 2. I'll let you know my thoughts and feelings on it. Obviously, it's going to be interesting. Now the original cast could go back, which part of me kind of wanted that. But at the same time, it just makes it a little less nostalgic. And sometimes reboots like hold on to more of the nostalgicness. Now, I don't think that all have done that. And I've talked about this in a lot of ways, but just kind of, again, let me know your thoughts and feelings. And here is the moment that you haven't realized, but that you have been waiting for. So I'm a big fan of Elise Myers on TikTok. Anybody who's been listening since the beginning knows that I have mentioned her multiple times along the way. So, as many of you know, I have been re-watching a lot of Hannah Montana and just loving the pop culture references, etc. All those fun and great things. Okay, Mitchell Musso, if you are listening to this for some strange reason, not only will my childhood heart be happy, but I will also be, like, regretting it a little bit, but not enough to not say it. So, Elise, I apologize as well. But this needs to be said because I think that it's kind of funny. But when Oliver had long hair in season, you know, two and three, suddenly if some of the comedic timings you both have done, etc. If there's ever like a sequel or a reboot, I would be so happy to see you playing siblings. In some way, or cousins, or whatever. And again, it's only when Mitchell has his long hair. I just want to emphasize that. And the thing is that they, like, make those jokes along the way, but 
I also hate to say it because I can't unsee it now that I rewatched that episode from season four. But, you know, how many times Lily Emily Osment, you know, got laid into on the jokes about Oliver being Oliver. Miley finally says that she can make a joke about Jake, a.k.a. Cody, that we know, Cody Lindley from Hoot as well. The only reason I say Hoot as well is it's funny because so many of the neighbor kids in my area, so many of, like, these children are still reading it. And I just remembered that was the second time I figured it out, and it probably came out before he actually was on Hannah Montana as the iconicness that he was, or her iconic love interest that... Yeah, I'm yammering at this point. But it's all good. Um, thinking back, though, the iconicness of it all. But, yes, yeah, so when Lily and Miley were talking about, like, their respective boyfriends at the time, like, how many times she made jokes, Miley, about Oliver's appearance, she said, okay, you can make fun of Jake now. This one time for how many whatever times I've mentioned which, by the way, they were nauseating. Like, I really cannot get into season three anymore or four because of how nauseating those two were. They mentioned in that episode, Lily mentioned to Miley how Jake looked like Ellen DeGeneres. And sadly, all those boys from that era kind of looked like Ellen DeGeneres with how long their hairs was. It was like the Bieber cut before the Bieber cut, but we call it the Bieber cut. And now speaking, rolling into Bieber cut, like, oh my God, we just talk about the call her daddy interview. What the hell was going on there? Like, the audacity, the actual fuck. And this is where I sometimes used to think I wanted to be like that kind of per. No, I don't want to be the slimy, scaly getting into other people's business. Here's the problem. I kind of was more of a fan of Perez Hilton a little bit in like the 2017 era where I really believed he kind of had changed because I'm a Midwestern kid, unfortunately. So, obviously, Midwestern kids were passive-aggressive, naive little things that think people can change, and obviously, that's why, as a joke, there's, like, people who say, like, these naive kids always choose, like, a pitbull mix, because then they think they can change the person, even though there's nothing wrong with those dogs to begin with. But that was apparently a theory that's been going around, so... That's all good. So, but the more that I start to, like, see the deep dives and whatever, all of this, yeah, not for me, not for me. None of these things, none of those, like, barstool stuff is for me. And slimy TMZ, like, TMZ would be fun to just go on a tour for, but, you know, I just don't have that... Even though I'm a straightforward person, tell it like it is, I'm not, like, looking to get into people's lives, like, leave them be. So that was interesting. But I wanted to touch on for a moment, though, how, like, Selena answered it and how just, you know, it shouldn't be, like, Haley's fault. I don't disagree. Like, who knows the timeline? Like, yes, it's sus, but nobody should be attacking her. We should all be attacking Bieber over there, who never really says a word, like a lot of people have been saying. Also, I just wanted to talk about other iconic Disney moments or former Disney moments. Well, Emily Osmond's on Young Sheldon now, and I just love 
Mima, I'm sorry. I love Annie Potts so much on that show. It's hilarious. Ian's voice. What? No, 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 no. I mean, yes. I mean, good for it. Like for, you know, they're growing up. <laughs> it is what it is. It's he's starting to look more like Jim Parsons. Parsons. But yeah, what happened there? What actually, you know, happened? I mean, yes, people grow up, but, like, they're all, like, Georgie, all the whole thing. And I'm just like, sitting there. It's hilarious. It's well-rounded. You see the eyes through everything. But Mama is Mima. Sorry. Mima is the best character, honestly. Her and Missy's scenes together are hilarious. But it's just really funny to watch just that whole show. And then it's like a full circle moment, too, because Emily Osment was on Mom. Everyone loved Young and Hungry, which was, it was good. But I just remember her playing that, even though it was only like a three-episode arc. But I remember really loving her acting in Mom which is another CBS show that aired till 2020. So it was all good. But speaking on that, aside from that, um, Miley Cyrus for Taylor Hawkins. He left our message to cover Death Leopard, like I think I mentioned earlier. And if I haven't, I'm sorry it's taken me this long to mention. But she is in like her pre-days where she loves the music. She loves what she's doing. She's got the energy. She is rocking rock. I know, such a little easy thing to say. But her voice is booming. She can hit those low notes. She's got a range. She's using her chest and her head voice. She is killing it. And I just love this era of Miley, this, like, you can just tell she's really getting back into her music, really loves it, and just phenomenal. I can't wait to see more of this, because it's just, yeah. It's just showing how the talent lives on. And I think that a lot of times people just... You know, I probably, we've joked about nepotism babies, but nope, we do not. We do not do that anymore. We do not do that. We stopped doing that. We left that, making fun of that in 2017. We left it there. Goodbye. And even though I'm not always the biggest fan of Demi Lovato, not a fan of them all the time, they just did a really hardcore rock cover of one of their songs, and that was just insane like I feel like well rock and roll never dies and I've been watching way too much obviously of you know Montana because I'm getting all of that little kid brain back with the sweet niblets and all those kind of things I still have the cookbook just saying like I thought I was the coolest kid with that similar to the high school musical scrapbook like I am like mm, in giant nostalgia, deep in the nostalgia news. So there's that. But I think it's just very interesting to think through all the things. And I think I'm at a point in the life where it's like sometimes I go back to those just to help a little bit find my voice again. I don't know. I mean, it was working well, especially like the... Stuff of watching 
I mean, during quarantine, we were all rewatching it, I know, and they reposted a lot of things. The 15th, I mean, they shot the pilot. Think about this. They shot the pilot 17 years ago. Yes. Like, when did that happen? And then people were in my comments on live last night for TikTok saying how they were, you know, my brother's age when it premiered, my age, this age. Yeah, we were elder millennials people. Not millennials, what? Elder Gen Z people. See, I also, though, follow so many um, younger millennials who call themselves elder millennials. Like, there's such a weird concept going on. But I'm elder Gen Z. I know I'm elder than G. These whole things are just a process to work through. And elder millennials, by the way, don't even think that this this was not their childhood. But I just think it's very, very interesting how the whole thing comes like a full circle moment. And for some odd reason, I think I just love the first season because the first season, they're just so tiny. You know, they're... They just, they change so much. Like, by the fourth season, like, second and to fourth, they're kind of just, they look the same. They've updated some of their looks, but they look more the same. You can just definitely see it's like, okay, wow, this is like, we really start here. We really start now. Like, they're all so little. Change so much. Like, by the fourth season, like, second and to fourth, they're kind of just, they look the same. They've updated some of their looks, but they look more the same. You can just definitely see it's like, okay, wow, this is like, we really start here. We really start now. Like, they're all so little and kind of the same with Wizards. But I just wanted to touch on that a little bit before I sign off because it just is so funny, the whole situation with that. It's like when YouTube was just blowing up and BuzzFeed and all of that. By the way, oh my god, the stuff that's going on with the Try Guys. Again, I, I never really paid much attention to Ned. Didn't really know too much about Ned. I didn't really want to know too much about Ned. Again, for a while, it's like, you know who some of them are, and the rest of them kind of just mesh, blend in. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, here's the T, here's the 411. What are we getting down with? Holy crap, Sarah, you just sounded like a very old person. Well, because I'm rewatching again, like I said, Disney and some of their stuff. The radio show that her and Oliver did, speaking of which, Hannah Montana, that is just like any podcast right now. And her, you know, laying into him, telling him that he needs to shut up. He's giving bad advice. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, this was all pre-podcast era, and now I'm like, oh, it's just like a podcast. Too bad, you know, they had to actually sit and do it there live in a studio as opposed to now. Most of us just pre-record this. Not saying that people don't do that, but a lot of times now it's like specials are live, and you have to pay money to do it, and it's just evolutionary moves. Like, this is kind of it interesting because you never really think oh were people but that's where it's like yeah you listen to talk show radio that's what the original podcast was and I think I'm just gonna leave you with as I sign off from this week's Gen Z Gab I do want to share a little bit of information if I didn't share this in my prior episodes but the fact of the matter is did you know that without the Eiffel Tower we wouldn't have any of the technology with a 
that we do today because the Eiffel Tower is the first place that was able to do a satellite because they had a German and a Russian engineer along with two other French engineers that were able to put it on the tippy top of the Eiffel Tower and then they send messages across the universe. So I just thought that was kind of neat. You can follow more if you went on their bigbustours.com kind of thing. There's amazing tourists and guides. This is not an ad at all. This is more just me thinking about technology and how much it shaped my elder Gen Z view of mind and just where I've start how it started versus how it ended. And we will see you next week. I hope that you guys love this podcast because I do. One one little last thing. I know, Sarah, you say that all the time. But if you have a TikTok and have a way to get connected to someone, I would not usually ask for this. But my friends are in a band called Beauty School Dropout that I adore. And I have been trying to appeal with TikTok which I bet they've been trying to and so many others. But I love their new song, Almost Famous. It works with a lot of my content that I've been doing now, and it works in the life of a lot of these, you know, small-time creators, micro-creators, and it's called Almost Famous. If you have a chance to email TikTok or anything like that, Support the appeal to try to get their song back on. It would be great. The song is also featuring Mark Hoppus from Blink 182. And it's just, it's, I know I say a lot of time I gush about their songs, but this is the one that is seriously the best one yet. So if you have any sort of way to get in touch with them, please do that because that would be, it would mean a lot to the, everyone. So yeah. We will see you guys next week. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, and comment below. This is Sarah G. Gab and go.